0: Hey, Bastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown and this evening I'm joined by...
1: Christopher Goebel from the band Six Foot Six from Gothenburg, Sweden.
0: It's awesome to be chatting to you tonight. End of All is a totally addictive album that I can't simply get enough of. How pleased are you with it and are you getting anxious or impatient waiting for its release in December? Well, I can tell you this, it's been a long time coming because it was actually
1: finished more or less, well, more or less a year ago. But the problem in, you know, the COVID situation and um, my best mate to help me out with the designing booklets and stuff, he was one of the first to come down with COVID. So he was in a ventilator for six weeks and hospitalized for 108 days. So that kind of... uh, Put some problem in the wheels that we tell
0: with this, but now I'm very pleased that it's coming. I can't wait. The first album was really a project, wasn't it? So, would you? Was it a fair comment to call this your second album? Or? Yes, I would. Because the first, I kind of had my midlife crisis with the first one, so I just decided on my thirty-eighth or 39th birthday it was. I just decided damn I should do some more heavy metal before I stopped
1: doing music. So the first album I did, me, myself and I, I wrote it, I recorded it and we mixed it all in seven weeks. And during the mix of that album together with Christopher, who now is um, the guitar player, we really just, we just felt that this need to be a band. So we started the band after the first album was already made because I'm doing everything on that one. So this is like the first proper one and this is the first where we actually, well, we perform as a band.
0: It's a traditional Metalheads album as well and it's full of power and totally addictive. Would you say that's a fair comment?
1: I'm very happy that you... and I think it's a fair comment because I have to say that we are very proud of it and we... We took a long time um, fixing with the songs, and we arranged the songs. And I, and I'm, I, you know, I'm an old school metalhead myself. I'm a proper Maiden fan. I love Judas Priest, and there's nothing wrong. I love a lot of band with a lot of keyboards and stuff in it. But I just felt that I need like a proper heavy metal. We, 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 we need skulls and rivets and leather,
0: you know. So this is just a proper heavy metal album, and this is the way we like to do it. Which song would you say is your favorite today, and why?
1: That's a hard one. They're all my babies. But, well, I can tell you this. The first one I wrote is uh, Welcome to Your Nightmare. And that one was actually, it was supposed to, the whole album was supposed to be named that way. But it was, then we realized it's too close to what Alice Cooper released many, many years ago. And since the whole um, pandemic started, we thought that, well, End of All is kind of suitable. So, um, favorite song? As of right now, I think it actually is Welcome to You Nightmare, because we are doing the music video for that one, together with Patrick Elias, and I can tell you this, my friend, the video will be a killer. We have spent so much time on it, and it looks so effing brilliant, so I'm very proud of that one. So now I'm very into um, the Nightmare, Welcome to You Nightmare. But I also have to say, the one that I'm proudest to, to have written is... The tricky one, the I Am Your King, it's a very complex and I have to be honest with you. I think it kind of came out a little bit too rough, but I really like recording and playing that one and singing that one.
0: Yeah, that's my favorite track on the album, actually, I Am Your King. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then I'm very Blood, happy to hear. And Blood Will Out, but I mean, I Am Your King is definitely my favorite, I think. Mm-hmm. So, would you consider doing a concept album at some stage? You know, we actually talked about it because I'm a big fan of old concept albums. Um, it, it could happen. The thing is, when I used to be in, in Falconer, it was always concept albums or more or less concept
1: albums. And the first, the first um, album I was on with Falconer was the Scepter of Deception, which was a concept. And we kind of fought with that one because sometimes it's easy to just think of the um, well, a concept. But then you need to kind of find songs, rhythm and the harmonics and you need to kind of, it's a little bit more trickier than I actually think people think it is. So perhaps, I can't tell you a proper yes and I definitely can't tell you a proper no.
0: The Last Days of Our Lives is a song about Dunkirk. How important for you personally is it that these historic events are remembered? Do you know what? I actually got that question from our record label.
1: And I, you know, Sweden, we weren't in the actual, we were kind of neutral in the war. But I really think, especially in these times of kind of dark turmoil all over the world, I think it's very, very important to remember that things can really go to fucking hell, you know, and, and they, they don't need to do. So I think it's important with historical, with history is important because we can learn a lot from history, even though we have a slight disturbing way to kind of repeat it. But I think it's It's good to learn from history.
0: Absolutely. I love the artwork. Can you tell us about the story behind it and would you be having that framed around your home? (laughs) You know what? Um, There's a very
1: long story about the actual artwork because I would. This is Stan W. Decker, the French artist who made this one, and it's made because of the year 2020 because of the pandemic. So we choose the actual uh, Plague Doctor because, you know, the world is plagued right now. So I thought that is was very fitting to the album. We tried out uh, some concepts, other concepts first with him, but we always got back to the Plague Doctor. But, mate, I have to tell you, it was a long way. We tried five or six, four different artists, or and I think five or six different artworks.
0: And no, it's not framed yet, but yes, it will be framed. (laughs) Um, You're doing vinyl releases, aren't you? Will it be like a poster insert with that?
1: You know what? We're not doing a vinyl release, Um, and it's not my decision. Um, That is a question you have to ask to the Scarlet Records, because I'm not sure why we're not releasing a vinyl. Um, But I kind of learned that Swedish labels are all in for vinyls and European uh, labels are more for still going CD, so I'm kind of thinking that the new future retro is a CD, so we are very very future retro
0: ok, no worries so would it be able to go out on tour or even just do a live album stream on release date, is that a plan? <sighs> that,
1: you know what, the thing is that we have, have, we have had quite soft uh, um, rules here about the pandemic so there was a full-blown uh, release party with a full concert plan at Hard Rock Cafe here in Gothenburg but new, now we have new restrictions so that one is actually off and we are looking for um, a, stream, a way to stream it but I'm not sure I'm not sure if it will be done but I will try to do my best to make it happen
0: Excellent. So obviously it's nearly the end of the year now, thank God. Um, What do you think your plans will be for gigs and tours next year and when do you think they'll commence? I mean, personally I think it's going to be another six months, maybe more.
1: You know what, I I host a radio show um, here in Gothenburg and we always talk about this and and both me and my co-host Krista Wolfbrand, we always talk about this, that we think that twenty. One is also just no shows. Mm. I, I wanted to be shows. I bought a hell of a lot of tickets. They're still valid for next year. Both I made and Rammstein and a lot of different bands. And, you know, I'm my living is a touring musician. Uh, so I my, my only profession is, is playing live music. So I'm suffering like hell. I'm, I'm kind of going bankrupt here quite soon. So I'm the first one to really hope for us to get started again, but I'm not sure. And the thing is, if if things turns out that we can do gigs, I will be very proud to try to get some uh, gigs all around Europe with the Six Foot Six.
0: But as of now, we have no idea. If you were stuck in quarantine for a year, which musician, dead or alive, would you have with you, and why? <laughs>
1: Dude, these questions are really good and they are really hard to answer. Do you know what? Me and, as I said, I have a, um, a radio show called um, Wolfbrand and Goebel and we kind of do the similar questions and for every week there's a new answer. <laughs> so, so if I'm going to tell you one, you know, I'm a massive Bruce Dickinson fan, but I kind of through the years learn that you shouldn't really meet your idols because sometimes you can get a bit disappointed but I would really like to to kind of hang out with Bruce Dickinson or perhaps um, Jack Black, he seems like a fun dude or um, I'm not sure, that's a a hard one.
0: Okay, yeah, that's like Sebastian Becker. He's one of my idols, but I could have met him. I've interviewed him, but I've never met him in person. Um, no. I could have done, could have gone on his tour bus and everything, but I just thought, nah, no, I don't do it. Is he, he's supposed to be, you might have been having an asshole day, so no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you a really weird story about that?
0: Yeah.
1: I used to do interviews for, for a Swedish uh, net magazine called Crank It Up. Right. And we've we done a lot of interviews, and one of the nicest guys ever is the singer of um, Sister Underdown Down, thank Tankian. he was great but then we did Sack um, Wild and everyone told us oh my god Sack is having a bad day you will not have a good interview today and so we, we were kind of in a strange mood going to interview him and then we did the interview inside the venue where they were supposed to where they were playing but, but he said himself well I'm not comfortable here let's go into the tour bus so we went out to the tour bus, and yeah, he was in a strange mood, but we did the interview and it was kind of fine, it took only 5-10 minutes, it was a short one, mm-hmm. but when we turned off the camera, he was the sweetest and most kind person I met for such a long time, so we we just sat there talking for, I think, one hour after we turned oh. the camera off, we should have had it rolling, but so yeah. he, that was... Very cool thing to do. So, I can tell you, Sekwal in a good mood, is a very good guy. (laughs)
0: Cool. That's awesome, man. Okay. So, going back in time, can you remember the first time you ever played live and how it felt to have people watching you? Oh,
1: I can tell you. This is so weird because, you know, with with our band, our cover band, it's called Rock Circus and we kind of dress up with makers and we were the cover band but we we kind of took the KISS concept, you know. Um... And still to this day, I always get nervous before entering stage. And I think it's a good thing, because then you're kind of shaping your nerves a little bit. But the first time, I think it was, I was 14, 15 years old. And it was like this local, um, I don't know what you call it, but when you're kids after school, there's kind of a place where you can hang out with, uh, they're not really teachers, but they're like, I don't know what you call it, but it was one. It was at one of these places that we start to rehearse, and and they did like a show with all their bands, and I was so nervous. So I I, I can't even remember that, that that we got through it, but we did, of course. But I can still remember that feeling that oh the the, the earth is just opening underneath me and I'm falling into a black pit. But afterwards I felt very, very happy and I've never stopped doing it since, so I guess it was kind of okay.
0: Which three Swedish bands would be your ultimate touring buddies?
1: Also, you are you are asking very good questions. Well, I have to say, a long, long, lifelong band that I love is Europe, you know, with Joey Tempest and the guys. I would love to tour with them. And um, a buddy of mine Jake E from uh, Syra, Uh, he's a great friend of mine, I would love to tour with Syra, and I mean just for the thing, to go with, I mean open for Sabaton or something like that would be great in in kind of a a business perspective. Uh, Sabaton is is really, um, it's not my favorite band, I don't dislike them in any way, but um, if I go to do another one, I'm not sure. I think those three, Sabaton, uh, Syrah or
0: Joroth. Excellent. That's pretty, man. Okay, I'm going to know what you're going to answer this thing, because you're a big Iron Maiden fan. What's the most memorable concert you've been to?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. You know, I've seen every single Iron Maiden uh, tour since 1991. And I kind of really like them all. Uh, but I've seen so many of them, so... so I know that, but I have to tell you this. One of my absolute best concert memories was actually from last year. We, a buddy of mine, and I, we went to uh, Holland to watch Arian perform live. You know, um, Ian uh, Lucasen's Arian. Yeah. And there's a little there's a little town called Tilburg. Tilburg. I don't know how you Tilburg. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce it. And the venue there is such a great venue and. The sound was brilliant, and the bars were great, and the system that you paid for your drinks was good. And the whole, the whole city of Tilburg was really into helping out for the concerts. So you could have an Arian burger or an Arian beer. So that was a really, really cool, cool experience. So I have to say, even though it's a bit boring and it's very, very close, I think that the um, concert in Tilburg last year was top three. And I also have to say that, um, well, you know, have you ever seen uh, Rammstein? You
0: know, like oh, Rammstein? my God, yes.
1: I mean, those shows are just bloody amazing. We saw them... Uh, Probably 10 years ago here in Sweden, me and my buddy Snowy Shaw from you know King Diamond and Dream Evil and such a thing, we went to see the show and, and we just looked at each other after 20 minutes. We thought they said that the show was ending, and we we're like, What? They only play like 15 20 minutes, they have been running for over two hours, so <laughs> they are good.
0: Yeah, I seen them in Newcastle about three or four years ago, it was amazing. I wasn't a big fan. My partner at the time, she was, and it was just amazing. We were right by the front as well when those, the the fire pyrotechnics and that go off. Oh my God, it's amazing. They really know
1: how to put on a show.
0: Absolutely, yeah, totally, man. Uh, I have to say, another weird band that I really love, because they
1: were like big when I was a teen, it was Green Day. Have you seen Green Day? Yeah, not a
0: fan, but yeah, they were all right. Dookie, is it the album Dookie? I think I had that one. Yeah, alright, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> even though when they're out touring these days, the energy they have on stage is just mind-blowing. So I just went to see them because, for old memory's sake, and I was just blown away by the, by the joy they they kind of um, produced from the stage. They really loved their thing, so that was actually a great band.
0: All right, your old band Volcano recently called it a day were you surprised that they have stopped that's it they've finished now
1: uh well you know we we are still very good friends stefan and i and you know stefan the um, the band leader of faulkner he is uh co-writing some of the songs of the new end of all album he's actually doing the title track end of all and um, uh, the last one he's also uh, co-writing with me so i knew it was um, i knew that it was coming and Stefan himself, he has, uh, now will do some insight here, but it's okay, uh, he is, has terrible stage fright, terrible stage fright, so he don't like to play live, and Matthias, the singer, great guy, he's working so much in the theatre, so I just think they, they don't have the time, and they don't have the energy for it anymore, so I wasn't surprised.
0: Okay, what would you say has been your biggest musical accomplishment? Accomplishment so far? Actually, to do the... To put the 6 foot 6 band together Because I've done a lot of Cool gigs I've
1: done a lot of uh, cool shows I've been producing a lot of things um, But I have to pat my own shoulder Because sometimes I can be A li- little bit of a couch potato I would say um, So for actually making this thing happening is is, is is a personal achievement for me because I'm very proud of both the albums, but especially this one, I'm very, very, very proud of it. And um, so I think actually the, the 6 foot 6 band is a great achievement for me.
0: That's amazing. It's Honestly, the album's stunning. I love it a bit, mate. I'm going to get it reviewed soon. Um, next one, if one of your songs from the new album could appear on a soundtrack or any film, cult TV series, which one would you choose?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Well, Welcome to Your Nightmare would probably end up well in a, in a horror, horror movie situation. Blood Will Out, I mean, that, that song is about alchemists, so I think that one would actually be with, with the heaviness of it and the power of it. I think that one would be great in a, in a kind of um, medieval movie, something like that. Of course, I have to say, the In God We Trust uh, song, that one is
0: about the Inquisition, so I guess that one could end up in a quite cool scene where they're uh, executing priests. Okay, next one, what song best describes the soundtrack of your life? <laughs>
1: Dude, you're asking me all these questions. I kind of need to, to look at my <laughs> track list. Okay, I'm opening the track list now. Yeah, uh, you know, I have to say that the 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 Lord, the, the, um, the song finale Vittoria. I really like that one because that one is such an oddball. That's the odd one out. And that one, that song is the the lyrics on that one is 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 in the eye of the beholder, because when I wrote it, I'm kind of not, I'm not sure what it's about, actually. But I just picture myself in different weird situations and then just wrote about it. So that song is actually about strange things happening to people in strange situations. So that one is probably the most authentic one as a soundtrack for my life my God
0: <laughs> I'm your king no <laughs> That's, I'm not sure I have to tell you I have to give you a very very boring answer I'm not sure okay, no I, worries. Have
1: pick one. I have to pick one uh, end of all
0: can you tell us why we should check out end of all
1: Well it's obvious because it's a great album the songs are very uh, powerful. And they are kind of, they are written with, um, with, with, they are very well thought through, I would say, because I spent a lot of time uh, arranging them, when we write them, when I write them, I'm really, really, well, I'm I'm really doing my best. It's not not something that I just throw out on myself, you know, I really, I really, Put my heart and soul into it. So it, it's a well produced album with, a, with a great sound. And I have to say that Christopher Ma guitar player, he did done a great job with the mixing of this one. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of it. So I think you like it because of the. It's, it's, it's kind of variated and it's um, good songs.
0: Uh, the first one is vinyl or digital?
1: Digital, unfortunately.
0: Festival or small intimate gig? Festival. Right. Important one. ABBA or Sabaton? ABBA. Every, every,
1: every day of the week. Without any competition, ABBA.
0: Okay. Denim or leather? (laughs) Denim. Viking metal or thrash metal?
1: Viking metal,
0: I think. Well, I want to thank you for your time this evening. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners?
1: Uh, I just want you guys to be safe out there and buy the album and listen to it until you die. Hello, everyone. This This is Christopher Christopher from from the band band 666, and you are listening listening to The Metal God God Meltdown. Meltdown.